welcome to the Trek Convention podcast. Thank you for joining us. As always, we'll be discussing all the latest convention updates, our favorite Trek headlines, and discussing everything we know and love from the Star Trek universe. All, of course, from a fan's point of view. And in this episode of the Trek Convention Podcast, we'll run down the current slate of celebrities scheduled to attend the 56-year mission convention in Las Vegas. We'll give you a brief review of the April Hollywood show, and we'll give you our first thoughts as we head into Brave New World's premiere week. All this and more on this episode of the Trek Convention Podcast. Hey, Jenna, how are you? I'm good, though. How are you? I'm good. It's spring. It is finally spring. It's finally starting to actually warm up here a bit. Yes. Where I'm at. If only it would rain. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, that's kind of a thing. But We're in California, if anyone is interested in it's, uh It's been like the driest year on record or something crazy like that. Yeah. I think last year it was bad, and I remember the the water treatment people out of Sacramento saying that you can expect the water to taste a little peaty, uh, a little like dirt, but it's perfectly fine to drink. So we're clearly uh, sucking the bottom. I like dirt-flavored water. (laughs) It's the kind I always get whenever I go to the store. So enough about droughts on this planet. Let's get to it. Convention updates. Convention updates. Convention updates. So, Bill, what do we know so far about the 2022 256-year mission convention in Las Vegas? Uh, not a whole lot, but we do have some... Okay, up- then. <laughs> then we're done. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> this whole thing was a waste of time. Uh, no, we know that there are now 86 incredible guests so far. 86 and, incredible guests. Yes, 12 less so incredible. I think that's a different list. But on the homepage, it says there's 86 incredible guests so far with a four-period ellipse. The editor in me finds that offensive. Um, yeah, so I think since the last time we've chatted, Blue DeBario has been added and Ian Alexander. Nice. Uh, I call them the kids. The kids have been added, uh, which is great. Um, Nicole DeBoer. Another one who's added, always a favorite. I had a photo taken with her years ago. Actually, her and Terry Farrell. Uh, it was like I remember that photo. Yeah, it's actually very nice. It was nice. kind of lame. <laughs> kind of lame, and I really liked it. So what does that say about, well, you, honestly? Uh, right. Uh, and the, uh, the photo, photo ops list is also up. Um, which is uh, always the game that we like to play here at Trek Invention Podcast. Uh, who would you have a photograph taken with? And I think uh, it's hard. It is. That's the photographs are expensive. I mean, they start at forty dollars, but they can go up to a hundred dollars depending on who you're talking about. Zachary Quinto is actually one hundred and twenty-five. One hundred twenty-five. Yeah, it's a lot. It it is. Uh, especially as you get to, like it says, 86 incredible guests. Uh, and I just realized scrolling through that I left somebody off my list when, when I went over my budget. Um, but we, we, we play this game where if you've got $400 to spend on photo ops, first of all, that's a lot of money to spend on photo, photo ops. Uh, who would you get? 
So let's start with let's start with you, Jenna, because my list is going to be a little bit with more me? meandering. Well, first of all, I would start with Anson Mount for a hundred dollars because I think Anson Mount is adorable. Okay. Um, he's super cute. So I uh, I but he's expensive. A hundred dollars is a lot to pay for just standing next to a person for a photo for three and a half seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I actually, you know this already, but I, I had a photo taken with him before the burn, before the pandemic started. That would have been, what, 2019. And he is, he is, uh, he's adorbulous. Uh, just made that work up, word up. So who else is on your list? Because that's, that's, that's 25% of your total budget right there. I know. Gone. Uh, John Noble. Uh, uh, so he's, he's coming this year. Um, yeah. But he was, of course... Lord Denethor and Lord of the Rings. Yep. And you know how I feel about Lord of the Rings. Passing interest, I think. Is that is that how best to be described? Just a passing interest in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. yeah and Tolkien. Yeah. And um, a, a passing obsession. $60, not too bad. It's so funny, though, because $60 is a lot of money. But if you compare it to, like, Anson Mount, you're like, oh, he's cheap. He's only $60. Yeah. Um. Kate Mulgrew is 90, and so I would add her to my list because I've seen her in a couple of different places, and she's a very cool woman. Yeah. Um, I think we saw her here in San Francisco once, didn't we? Y- yes, at least once. Uh, yeah, I actually had a photo taken with her in San Francisco. Uh, I think it was just she and I, uh, but I had one in Vegas, and it, for a while it was just sort of like, well... Kate Mulgrew's here. Let's get a photo with her. Um, and then it just kind of got creepy, so I stopped doing that. But I have her when, with uh, um, um, Robert Beltran, and I have her with um, with Captain Archer. And so I have her with a few other... I have her with, uh, with William Shatner. So who else is on your list? Uh, let's see. So Kate Mulgrew is 90. Tig Notaro. Okay. I love her character on Discovery. Yeah. Um, so she's 80, uh, which puts me at $330. So I only have $70 left. And now if I, if I had more than 400, if, if this were real life and I could just go over 400 a little bit, I would get Doug Jones oh, at yeah, 85. Yeah. yeah. That, would be, um, that would be worth it. Yeah. But I had Shasad Latif at 60. He was also in one of my favorite TV shows. He was in Penny Dreadful. Oh, right. So I would pay sixty dollars to get a photo of him. Okay. And that's it. That's all the money I have. I'm broke. Okay. Um, my what about list, you? What does your list look like? My list is uh, I, I <clears throat> having done this longer and being more obsessive. Apparently, um, I have a, a number of the the folks that that are on your list already. I mean, I, like I say, I did the the Anson Mount photo in 2019 and I have a couple with Kate Mulgrew and I have uh, Doug Jones as well. I put Zach Quinto on my list. Um, he was going to be there last year, but like I say, I think he is the single most expensive photo on this list this year. Yeah. 125. And he's only there Sunday and apparently he's not doing autographs. Um, oh, he's selling them directly at the, uh, at his table. Uh, I also have Tignataro. Because she, her character and herself are both uh, are both my favorite character. Uh, 
Ron Perlman is on my list because I've never seen him at one of these before. Sometimes it's just a, a photo of opportunity, and he's been in everything. Um, I mean, he to me, he is Hellboy. Um, oh, and uh, John Noble. I couldn't read my handwriting for a second, but yeah. John Noble, yeah. I mean, you can't he's, forget him. No, he's, uh, he's on the list. And that... Um, I think that takes me up to just just to the edge of my limit. We take it very seriously. I'm actually doing the math. Um, yeah, that takes me to 345, which doesn't quite get me anything. Uh, Robert, Duncan Mc, Robert Duncan McNeil is on my list. Um, that takes me to 395. But uh, like you say, as far as like people that were on my list that I would have dropped to make the 400. Um, um, who else was on my list? That I was gonna, Oh, here it is. Rebecca Romaine um, was going to be on the list, but she's another one that's the three-figure um, person. So, And uh, Michelle Hurd is on my list, and I also have Shazad on my list. But again... How did you get all those people under $400? I didn't. That's what I'm saying. If you cut it off oh, at, these at are, Robert Duncan McNeal... Yeah, I mean, it didn't make the list. Right, okay. they're on they're on this little piece of paper that I had to kind of put a little X next to because it's like ah, push comes to shove, I can't I can't have a, a, a Zachary Quinto and Rebecca Romain because that's that right there that's two hundred twenty five dollars. But um, and you have to have John Noble and you have to have Ron Perlman. And then when I was going through this list again, I'm like, Deep Roy is on this list, and I keep forgetting yeah, him. And- and Phil Adams, the stuntman from the original series, is on a list for forty dollars. Yeah. I would pay forty dollars just to hang out with an old stunty. Yeah, old stunty is that the industry stunty. term for That's the uh, industry term? Is it? I didn't know yeah. you were an insider. Uh, I watched it on a documentary. <laughs> you hate documentaries. I hate documentaries, but <laughs> I watched this one. You watch I don't them. hate documentaries. You made that up. I did, but I like to say that you watch documentaries on how bad documentaries are. Um, and then, of course, the, the the one I mentioned this in other in other podcasts that I'm always tempted at. Um, and last year, I, I decided not to just because of the whole pandemic-y thing is the uh, the Star Trek Rat Pack, um, which is Jeffrey Combs and uh, and and Max Grundichik and a few of the others that do the, the show on the last night, they have a photo taken. I think they're in their tuxes before they go on stage and it's like a hundred bucks or something, but it's literally the, the five or six of them who, uh, who are in the, in the, in the pack that particular year, um, which would be cool. But again, it's another hundred dollars. Um, I'm going to have to save some money and, and try to get as many of these as I can. Not that the world comes to an end if I don't get a photo op, but it comes pretty close. And let's be honest. Um, we're precarious as it is, and if I, you know, push us over the edge by not getting all the photo ops I want, then that's a thing. Now, would you collect signatures? Is that anything that interests you? I've already ex- no. Okay, I've already no. I mean, it's weird. I mean, that kind of goes back to my eBay days when I worked there, and we were always chasing people who were selling fake uh, autographs off. Oh. Um, although obviously you'll be standing there when they autograph whatever it is, so you'll know that it's it's actually from them. But I mean, like, what do you do with it afterwards? Yeah. Yeah. That's been my conundrum. I mean, uh, I mentioned recently, I went to the, to Will Wheaton's um, talk and book signing 
And, uh, and no, you didn't. Uh, Tell us more about that. I mentioned that I was going to it. I don't know if I've mentioned that how it went, but uh, get back to that in a second. Uh, we'll cover that in our third section. Um, but um, again, you go in and the book is pre-signed. So you know, and I have Kate Mulgrew. I actually met her when she had written her book. She was in uh, San Francisco, so I was I went over to the bookstore and she talked about the book and her growing up and et cetera. And then you walk over and I think I have a selfie with her signing the book with me there. Somebody took my phone and snapped a photo, which is kind of cool. But other than that, I mean, I, I have a signed copy of the book, which is nice. But an autograph on a photo I didn't take is not uh, is not something that interests me. So, but you know who does like autographs? Who? The folks in our next segment, which is a bit about the Hollywood show, big autograph collecting. Convention. Oh yeah, they're they're uh, autographs based, not photo based, aren't they? They do a bit of both, but um, they're very much more uh, around uh, around autographs. So why don't we talk about that next? Let's get to it. Convention recap. Convention recap. Convention recap. So as we mentioned, the uh, the Hollywood show was uh, just a couple weeks ago in uh, April. And the next one's in July, the first week of July, July 1st, I believe. Um, but they're always uh, it's always a fun event. This event, I have to say, was significantly more crowded than the last event. Um, really? Yeah, I would almost say the attendance at the, the previous two combined was probably where how many people were here this time. Um, the, the celebrity count was probably about the same, but, um, but they, um, the number of people that show up was just off the charts. And I don't know if it was the people that the, the, the celebrities that were there that were, were the big draw, or if it was just sort of the, we're tired of being indoors and not going to a Hollywood show in a while. So, um, but there were quite, quite a lot of people there. Well, it does seem like the people who were there this time, and you would know more than me, but it seemed like the people who were there were kind of on a higher uh, recognition scale than people who have been there in the past. Like you had Leah Thompson, you had a bunch of people that I know and I don't know anybody. Right. Um, like Leah Thompson and uh, Christopher, what's his name? Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd, like Leah Thompson and Christopher Lloyd. And you know, you, you just had a lot of bigger names. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, uh, Christopher Lloyd has, Lloyd has been in, a Star Trek movie. He was in Star Trek uh, th- uh, three, and um, Leah Thompson has just directed uh, a couple episodes of Picard recently. And then uh, she was in an episode, not one that she directed, but she was in an episode of Picard because, of course, they're doing time travel. And who is the queen of time travel except Leah Thompson? Um, so yeah, and the the line to get pork. I mean, Christopher Lloyd is not a, a young man, but he uh, his line to get uh, autographs. And again, I'm not an autograph guy, so I didn't I didn't have anything autographed. It was enormous. Uh, they gave out tickets, like numbered tickets, to keep people from just standing around in bunches. I think um, so. He was um, he was doing that, and then uh, and then the photo op. I do have a photo op with both he separately uh, with both uh, Christopher Lloyd and um, Leah Thompson because they were doing a Back to the Future reunion, and um, Thomas Wilson uh, played Biff in the uh, in Back to the Future. I, it was, a more again, another expensive ticket, so I didn't get all three. But uh, And Danny Trejo, very, very yes. popular. Yeah, very, very popular. He had a line out in the hallway to, uh, to autograph things, and I don't think it, un- unless he was doing a photo op, it never went away. But, um, yeah, so it was a, it was a good show. Um, 
Charo was there. I expected that to be kind of a sad thing, but she looks just the way she did like a million years ago or whenever it was when she was at her height. Uh, and she was there for charity doing all her signatures and autographs and things were all, uh, all for charity, which was, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The guys from chips were there. Eric Estrada was, uh, was there. He was, uh, he was good. Uh, another Star Trek person that was there that I was thinking about getting a photograph with, she was, uh, she didn't do an, like an official photo, but you could do a selfie with her was, uh, was, uh, Louise Fletcher, uh, from Deep Space Nine. And she was also in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, but, um. Well, was she in Deep Space Nine? Uh, yeah, she was Kai Wynn in Deep Space Nine. So sort of the, the, the bat, not, not to give away a TV show that's been off the air for quite a while, but the, uh. Spoiler is that she's uh, she's uh, a bit of a bad guy. She does turn in the end, but uh, not before a lot of damage is done. Uh, it, it, knowing what you know of the show, is there anybody who was uh, who appeared at the show that you would have considered getting in a photo op with? I would have taken a photo op with Leah Thompson or Christopher Lloyd or even Danny Trejo. Okay. Yeah, I had photos with all of them. I actually had a photo with... Uh, she get Harry Hamlin, right? Yes, I also had a, a photo with Harry Hamlin. Um, he was not super chatty, but he gave a little thumbs up, and I'd never seen him at one of these before. He looks very much the same. But, uh, but yeah, so they're fun. And uh, another photo op opportunity. So, like I said, the next one's in July. I think their site is up. I, I already bought my tickets. This year, I thought I bought my tickets and then the week of I couldn't find them and realized I didn't buy a ticket. So this time around I've purchased a ticket ahead of time. Great. So what's next? Trek celebrity. Trek celebrity. So I hear that you um, got to see Will Wheaton this past week. I did. And who'd you hear that from? Who's talking about me? I don't know. It's just <laughs> some guy. Some guy I know. Some guy in a podcast I keep not listening to. Um, yeah, no, I saw Will Wheaton. So yeah, he was signing, uh, he had a, he had a, he had a talk and then he, um, talked about his new book. So he had originally written a book called Just a Geek back when he was, uh, still a young man and, uh, um, someone had come to him and said, you know, would you rewrite it? How, what would you do differently? So this new book is actually called Still Just a Geek, an annotated memoir, by Will Wheaton, where he goes through it, uh, and I haven't read it, so I have to admit, uh, where he goes through and basically comments on what he'd written when, and annotates, as the unannotated memoir implies, um, what he had written uh, originally about um, what had happened to him and, and things like that. But, um, yeah, so it was very interesting. Um, yeah, he talked a lot about growing up. He talked a lot about... Um, you know his uh, his his parents and um, sort of the, the dysfunctionality of his his family and so yeah it was just uh, it was April nineteenth uh, Will Wheaton uh, and John Ross Bowie um, for those who know the Big Bang Theory uh, John Ross Bowie was another uh, actor on the show so um, John Ross Bowie interviewed him talked about the book and talked about a few uh, a few things in in their life that they'd shared together. And uh, it was interesting. A lot of it focused on Will Wheaton's uh, growing up. Uh, his original book was called Just a Geek. This one is now called Still Just a Geek, which is uh, listed as an annotated memoir, where he comments on uh, a number of the things in his book and, um, and then sort of 
from the, over the course of time, how uh, how uh, his his perceptions have changed and and his thoughts on, on things have changed, and it's a little more reflective of his uh, his his upbringing and his parents and how uh, in a lot of ways the uh, the cast of uh, Next Generation uh, was more of a family to him than uh, than his actual family. So it was uh, it was an interesting conversation. It was about an hour long, um, but uh, if he's in your town doing a similar thing, I would recommend going to see it just because it's, uh, it's an interesting insight into, uh, into his life and the life of, a, of an actor and the, uh, and, the, and the life of somebody in a, in a uh, less than functional family, apparently. And you said that he signed the books beforehand, so you got a signed copy of the book when you yeah. came to the event? Yeah, they, it was, uh, I believe it was Eventbrite was running the, uh, was running the, the, the ticketing, and they had a, uh, they had a, uh, a, Ticket with and without a, uh, a signed book, so I decided I get the signed book because I want to read it. And um, so you walk up to the table and they uh, hand you a book and uh, you go sit down. And it's already been pre-signed. There's no, there wasn't any signing afterwards. And again, given the, the the sort of investigative nature and personal nature of the the interview and the questions, it would be hard to kind of go from that to like, hey, let's go have fun and sign some books. So it's it's uh, it's probably best that they were signed ahead of time. So. And I have one, and it's proudly displayed on my bookshelf, right next to the book by Kate Mulgrew, who was also signed. So, very nice. If you had, um, and you don't have to answer the question if you don't want to, but if you had um, Will Wheaton come to your end of California, would you consider going to? Uh, yeah. Would you? I'd go see him. Yeah. Are you a Next Generation fan more than any other, or you're you're still more of a Voyager gal? I mean, I I've watched almost all of them, um, but I would say if it was my favorite, which doesn't necessarily mean the best, but my favorite is still Voyager. Okay. But yeah, I watched uh, Next Generation a lot when I was younger. Right. Yeah, I'm old enough to have seen the original on television. I'm trying to remember if it was if I saw it like in its first run. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, his his character was uh, interesting on Next Generation. He was he appealed to a lot of folks in in uh, in the the age group of him because I've I've heard him tell stories about and he didn't in this particular uh, interview or conversation about uh, there are people that were sort of his age as the as the character's age at that time feeling very sort of excluded. And uh, a lot of them really much, very much appreciate his uh, his role as well as his role as well. We know his role is as 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 Wesley Crusher. Um, so if you get a chance to see it, go. If he's in your town, okay. What's next? Trek convention wrap So that's all we have for this episode of the Trek Convention podcast. Uh, Got to point out, still eighty six people on the guest list for 56 year mission Las Vegas and still no Mark Alimo still no Mark Alimo although he signed up pretty late last year too if I remember correctly yeah uh, he he wasn't there last year though so he signed up late and then I think he dropped at the last minute there was a lot of last oh, minute right. decisions being made I think last year because uh, a good portion of like the discovery folks dropped and I think all, almost all actually the only one who who did come was uh doug jones that i remember and um 
and the uh, Brave New Worlds folks didn't uh, didn't didn't make it just because I think they were doing. We, we mentioned they were doing reshoots. Strange New Worlds, not Brave New Worlds. Ah, Strange New Worlds. See, when it's on for a little longer, I'll get the name right. Anyway, that's all we have for this episode of the Trek Convention Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Uh, be sure to tune in next time, and we'll talk more about uh, Trek Conventions. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Are you enjoying the Trek Convention podcast? Why not follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram? Just look for Trek Convention. And for convention updates and photos, head to trekconvention.com. And thanks for listening. The Trek Convention podcast is brought to you in part by .comsagogo. .comsagogo is your one-stop shop for domains, domain hosting, branded email, and more. No matter where you are in the galaxy, make sure everyone can find you with your own unique domain. .comsagogo. Connecting you to the universe and helping you. Go boldly. Go to trekconvention.com sponsor for rates and deals.